Hello and welcome to the Economic and Market Watch podcast for the week of December 11th, 2023. This is Sam Kem of CFC. And for the first time ever, we are both here. This is John Suter from CFC. So today we're going to do a year-end review. So John, let me ask you a question. What bothered you the most this year? Well, besides the fire alarm going off today and interrupting this podcast, I would say my biggest complaint this year or concern was the government possible shutdown. I'm kind of tired of hearing the government running up against the deadline and deciding whether they're going to stay operating or not puts a lot of unnecessary uncertainty into the marketplace that we don't need. It's very frustrating. In fact, the prominent economist Lawrence Summers said it's the dumbest debate in Washington, and I tend to agree. Uh, The other thing that I thought was a concern was the downgrade by Fitch of the U.S. credit rating, although the U.S. government has no problem raising money even though the downgrade had occurred. This is the second downgrade we've seen in our history. S&P downgraded us in 2011, now Fitch in 2023. You never know. It always just makes me a little nervous when the credit ratings start taking a negative uh, rating notches against a country because in a good market, it may not matter. In a bad market, it could be a possibility. But right now, the U.S. isn't suffering from that. Well, I guess great minds think alike. I have the same concern. What really bothered me the most about this is how not enough attention was given to fiscal policy, as everyone was obsessed with the Fed in 2022 and 2023 as well. So the thing with the federal deficit and debt is that it's not an immediate risk. We're not going to see the federal government collapse next year, obviously, but it's a medium-term and long-term risk. However, the action plans have to start right now. It should have started five years ago because in order for this to take effect, in order for us to reduce deficit, we need to start planning today because this thing can take five years for you to even see the impact. And what are we doing now? Nothing. There's no proposal. There's no proper proposal to um, how we're going to deal with this issue. So that's what bothered me the most. So moving on. What do we think are the biggest economic events, trends, or surprises of 2023? We'll start off with you, Sam. For me, the biggest event was the bank collapses back in the spring 2023. Obviously, that was contained. It didn't spread out. But what was the biggest event of the year? In terms of surprises, I would say economic resilience. Um, Well, resilience is such a cliche. I would call it stubbornness, how consumers are still going out and spending. A lot of people keep claiming that it's because consumers are in great financial conditions, and I'm not one to believe that because if you look at the data, you look at credit card debt, you look at saving rates, and the number of people who are now borrowing from their retirement accounts in order to pay for their current expenses, we're seeing some concerning signs. However, people are still spending. People are still spending. This is stubbornness to me. That's not necessarily resilience. And that's what keeps the economy going. Of course, don't get me wrong, but that is stubbornness. Yes, I think the uh, strength of the overall U.S. economy was a surprise for me as well, especially when the probability of recession by Bloomberg uh, peaked at 65%. It's now down to 50 a coin flip. But we grew 5.2% on the third quarter of this year. That was revised upwards from 4.9%. And while the labor market is softening, uh, it's quite simple. You know, more jobs, more income, more spending, that's what drives 70% of our economy. I think one thing that's surprising is that 
with the strength of the economy and inflation coming down, the president's policies on infrastructure and the green energy push are still remain somewhat unpopular with the American public. It's hard to figure out well, why you know that is with his uh, appro- approval ratings down in the low 30s, but I think a lot of it had to do with the run-up inflation. Americans hate inflation, and that was kind of the Achilles heel for this administration uh, during 2022. The Fed did take action. It was very aggressive action, probably the most aggressive tightening cycle going all the way back to the 1994 hikes, but this one included 475 basis point hikes. Those 11 are still in play in 2024 as we move forward. So that's why we're projecting a much slower economy, even though growth should remain above 1%. I think that's a key number. But we'll see how it turns out as we head into 2024. But it it could be more volatility and more uncertainty for a year that lies ahead of us. One of the other things I think is kind of interesting is the data has behaved so that the Fed does have the possibility of engineering a soft landing in 2024. They've raised the rates 11 consecutive times. We have 475 basis point hikes in there, which is quite aggressive. And moving into next year, all those 11 hikes are still in play that are going to slow down business and consumer spending. So 2024, while we still think we'll see economic growth above 1%, we do see real GDP expected to slow. I agree with you, just to touch on that point a little bit. There is, I would say, a disconnect between data and people's experience. Inflation is coming down, and historically speaking, during election year, it seems that growth has a more predictive power than inflation. Now, it seems like people don't really care as much about the growth data anymore. All everybody's talking about is inflation. And I think what's happening here is the experience is kind of disconnected from the data. I don't know if this is a social structural change in this generation, that things have changed that we're unable to capture through data as we used to be able to do. That's just my guess. So here at the Economic and Market Watch podcast, we want to cover what you are most interested in. So here are the most popular episodes according to you based on the number of downloads in 2023. Number five, housing market affordability hits 40-year low back in August. Obviously, this is a topic that concerns everybody because everybody needs housing. Probably not so much for those of you who already own your home. You probably don't really see that changes so much. But for those who are still looking to buy, for those who are renting, this is a big issue, and I think it's still going to be a big issue in 2024. Number four, what caused Silicon Valley Bank to fail? We covered that back in March this year, and like I said, it was the biggest event in 2023. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys agree with me on this one. Back in August, uh, we covered resuming student loan payments brings problems galore. That was number three most downloaded topic. Again there, it's anything that cuts in Americans' disposable income, and this ranges from young people to elderly people that have maybe dropped out of the labor force and are renewing their skill set in a different area or learning something so that they start a business on their own. These uh, individuals had to start repaying their student loans of October this year, And we're already seeing that cut into the economy to some degree, and it's supposed to shave 0.3% off next year, again, attributing to maybe slower growth in 2024. 
The number two most downloaded topic was, are you prepared for a recession? Check your underwear drawer. That was done in May of this year. We all know that recession is a possibility, but if you're not prepared for one and you're caught blindsided, that's not in a great position to be. And I do think recession should not be your base case. Things are looking good, but you may want to restock on your underwears nonetheless because, as you know, you need a plan B. As most Americans, 62% are estimated to live paycheck to paycheck. If recession does hit, it is the hardest on the lower income individuals. No one wants to be at the bottom of the Maslow's need hierarchy worrying about how they're going to pay for rent or their next uh, meal. Very uh, tough subject to tackle for some. And the reason why it was at the top of the list is because recession had been forecasted for 2023, which has subsided as we move through the year. And number one that I did back in October, how long are you holding on to your car? Well, we all have a car's a necessary evil. We need it to get to and from work. Maybe even more and more importantly in the rural areas where you have to cover more miles to get to where you're going. Uh, transportation costs uh, are a big factor in the CPI component. Uh, I'll have you know that I'm still driving my 1998 Accord. It's still running fine, although I don't probably travel mu as much or far as you all do. So that was it for the top five topics that we covered in 2023. Sam, what do you think your top concerns are looking forward in 2024? Well, my concern for 2024 will be that 2024 will pay for 2023 premature celebrations. And what do I mean by that? For example, looking at summer this year, there were some really crazy stock rallies in the summer. Things like overvalued equity markets, we will have to pay back for that. There will be corrections moving forward. There is definitely over-optimism in the stock market. The stock market, in my opinion, is overvalued. There will be some corrections there. And obviously, whenever the markets make some corrections, there is some pain for some people. Another thing is also related to premature celebrations. We definitely see inflation has coming down a lot um, gradually, and that's good news. But my concern is when you look at historical data, inflation on average takes about three years to return to the target rate. In cases where it took longer, the common reason was premature celebrations. And why premature celebrations lead to a resurgence in inflation? It's because whenever we celebrate, when we start to be optimistic, the liquidity that was supposed to be tightening becomes loosened. When you have more loose liquidity, that could refuel inflation. So this is why premature celebrations could lead to inflation picking up again. Hopefully that won't be the case, but there's a risk. And of course, last but not least for me, is the federal deficit and debt. Like I said earlier, some medium-term and long-term risk better start now. And I have not seen any proper proposals from policymakers on how they would like to deal with this yet. And that is my very top concern. Well, building on on that, I would say mine is the U.S. consumer. So far, it's been kind of like a Goldilocks economy where we've seen data that is slowing but still remains positive. But there are some warning signs out there. We see stimulus savings starting to erode. Confidence is sagging as measured by the conference board and the Michigan Sentiment Index. Unemployment rates have been bouncing around depending on the people coming and going and labor participation, although it did peak here recently. And then, of course, credit card debt expanding. Obviously, when people are running out of savings, they're going to go to plastic and start running up debt there. And with the higher interest rates, that'll be a bigger damper on spending going forward. And 
That's the biggest chunk of our economy. Those are the worry signs and the main driver of our U.S. economy, so that's kind of a concern of mine. Uh, the other thing I thought, you know, there are opportunities too because if you look at how can we keep this economy growing, they usually center around areas such as artificial intelligence, energy transition in terms of the greenhouse emissions and net zero, and then, of course, the industrial revolution that we're starting to see as we uh, reshore backhand in the United States certain manufacturing of goods, and so we're not so dependent upon our importing those goods into the United States. But we do see trends, and by the way, CFC will have a economic and industry trends report coming out in January on the 16th, so hopefully you'll look for that and address some of the issues we see outside of the basic economy that we're talking about today. We have had a very successful year in 2023, and hopefully we will continue moving into 2024. I would like to take this opportunity to thank the behind the scene team and thank our audience for always supporting us, for tuning in. For those of you who have subscribed to the podcast, thank you so much. And for those of you who have not yet, you know, you can and it's free. So click subscribe now. That's it for me. And me as well. This is John. It's been good reaching out to you this year. Thank you for listening, and be sure to download the Economic and Market Watch dashboard. Happy, Happy holidays! holidays.